0: Welcome to B.O. Boys for Monday, March 30th. It's a raw feed. Fuck it. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. And it's a good thing that we waited to record this at 11 p.m. Monday night because Mm -hmm. an hour or so ago we got some big moves, but we'll get to those. We'll get to those.
1: Yeah, I, I, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. I, I kept pushing this recording back because I had a feeling something big was coming out of Hollywood this week. And I was right.
0: Yep, they dropped They dropped a, a, big, a big list of moves. But first, Pat, we got to talk top five.
1: Yep, we got box office numbers.
0: We do have box office. Certainly so. Now, let's just start with the number one movie. In America, made fifty-two point five thousand dollars in nineteen theaters, and fourteen of those venues were drive-ins. So this is only so that is a- this is only a drop of twenty-six percent uh, last week from last weekend, which is not as precipitous as its drop from the weekend before, which was ninety-nine percent, as we all remember.
1: And and this is a, a movie that dropped about a hundred theaters.
0: Yeah. Cause more theaters have closed. Yes. So, but it, it's, it's, it's not as it's listen. Onward can say that it's been the top movie in America for how many weeks now?
1: I think this makes three, three or four, three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it makes uh, four weeks. Yeah. This is the fourth week.
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, I know there's going to be an asterisk, but that stat looks pretty good.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's it's one of the all-time asterisks, though.
0: I mean, there's going to be an asterisk, but still. Yeah. I mean, four weekends in a row, I really thought that Onward didn't have the legs, but... It's got kind of legs. It's got tiny legs. Now it's gonna drop off. It's gonna drop off completely, I believe, beginning of April because Onward is dropping onto Disney Plus April third.
1: So you think the people who are going to see this movie in theaters now? I, I I don't even know about that. I feel like at this point, people going to movie theaters are so unpredictable that. I don't even think the movie being available on streaming will necessarily affect them. Like, figuring out the psychology of the people who are still going to see movies in theaters right now is a fool's errand. And we are not fools, and we do not run errands.
0: I mean, if we are going to run errands, we got to make sure that we're wearing our nine, nine FNs. And our gloves. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yes. Or else you're a fool. You're a fool. And that's the true fool's errand. Yes.
0: So I would like to, after all this is done, somehow track down somebody who went to a drive-in during these times and just talk mm-hmm. about their experience. Yes. I think that's something. It's fascinating. It's something that we we should try to do once everything is you know, once everything is settled down, God forbid, hopefully it is, it is uh, before the end of summer, we make a pilgrimage, I mean, we make a pilgrimage to California, where a lot of these drive-ins are, mm-hmm. and we do some interviews. We knock on some doors, right. We track these. We, we go to the drive-ins, we ask for information. They say no, you distract them. I break it to the back. I take, mm-hmm. I take all the credit card information. I'm not going to use yes. the credit cards to buy anything. I just want to know where they live so I can interview them.
1: We just want addresses? Huh? Just
0: addresses, okay? Or you know what? If it makes everybody feel better, I'll just write down a bunch of people's names, and then I'll look their addresses up in the phone book.
1: But that'll make them feel better. But it'll
0: be from the credit card information. So I will have access to the numbers. And you know what? I won't do anything with it. Because you know why?
1: But we're keeping socials. We're keeping socials. You always got to have a spare social. Yeah, of course. But. Yeah, we have to find these people. See, you're thinking we should wait until the pandemic is over. I feel like if we want to talk to people who are currently seeing movies during a pandemic, I feel like we kind of need to find them now. It might be a little risky to wait and say we're gonna talk to these people in three months if you know what I mean
0: Oh wow so you're saying that you think that they've exposed themselves because the thing with the 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 drive-ins is that they do have strict rules where you you have to still distance you got to be parked yes, 10 they feet do apart have... they, they seem to be mm-hmm. uh, and I think you know these are hardcore movie goers if you're going to the drive oh these are
1: great people these
0: are uh, these mm-hmm. are great people and so i do think they will respect the rules of movie going mm-hmm. because it's such a cherished institution for them that they will not deny themselves the pleasure even in such dire times
1: mhm um yeah these are great people i i really want to talk to the people who are still going to movies now it is it is amazing how many few theaters there are From this week to last week. Like we are now in double, low double digits in terms of open movie theaters.
0: Yes. Yes. And I, so I would say if you are listening to this, because if you're psychotic enough to go to a drive in during this time, you're probably psychotic enough to listen to our podcast. So just email us, we'll set up a time, we'll do a Skype call. Uh we'll mm-hmm. do a zoom if need be.
1: Or or we'll just set up like a maybe they're only used to talking in cars. So we could we'll get an Uber drive to where you are and we'll interview you from uh two cars that are six feet apart. We could
0: do that. Throw the microphone outside the window. Right. Long cord. Right. We can do that. Yeah. Yeah. We can totally do that. So let's let's make that happen. Reach out to us. You got all your you got a lot of time on your hands at this point, so reach out to us. Now, the number two movie, this is shocking. Mm. Yeah,
1: this blew me away.
0: Especially after our evisceration of this movie last week, where we said Mm -hmm. this is a must pass. Blumhouse's the hunt was number two. It grossed thirty nine point eight K at nine of its ten locations were drive-ins. Yeah. That. No, this is very impressive. That is shocking to me that this made such a rebound when it was Mm -hmm. available to rent. It it did not perform well in the theater the one week it really got to shine. So I'm curious. I think this
1: is a hardcore bunch of psychos. Yeah, and it's As we talked about last week, it is bombing on VOD. Like, we'll get into all the numbers later, the VOD numbers, but I'm looking right now on the iTunes chart, which is what we're going to go by. The hunt this past weekend is number 39. So it's bombing on VOD, but maybe that's because the people who would be inclined to watch it are saying, I got to see this in the drive-in.
0: Yeah. You know what this could harken back to, and this can, we, you know, we've been talking the past couple of weeks about how the future of movie going is probably the past in Mm, the fact mm. that it's a, it's now going to be a drive-in based culture in cars and or futuristic cubes. And what this hunt, this movie, The Hunt doing so well in drive-ins could do is recreate that old school drive-in theater sort of movie where mm-hmm. a lot of these would be more exploitation type movies, bloodier, more adults in sex and violence. And now, right, now, now right. we were disappointed in The Hunt and, and I wouldn't put it up there with any of the great exploitation films.
1: No, it's no last house on the left, it's no I spit on your grave, it's not a good movie.
0: Yeah, so the th- but, but it could be the precursor to a movement that could be really scuzzy and mm-hmm, I think really mm-hmm. good for this country.
1: Right, right. Cuz drive-ins are an inherently scuzzy movie distribution system. You uh, well, people can't see each other people let's face it people are having sex in the cars it's just a fact everyone that is how it is so you got people doing nasty things while the movie is going on you need a nasty movie on in front of them to to, to snap them out of their you know s- sexual uh uh coma that they're in
0: well also drive-ins are just a big they're just dirt you're just rolling right. up into a parking lot that is just dirt. And that is where you're watching your movie. Right.
1: right. And everyone's inhaling gases. You know, I'm I'm inhaling the gas from your car. You're inhaling the gas from my car.
0: Yeah, secondhand huff. You're secondhand huffing.
1: Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. Most
0: of the people are inside smoking each other out yep. in more ways than one.
1: Yeah. So guns in the in the glove compartment, got, and it, I would say half the cars. Of
0: course, of course. There's the the people who go to these drive-ins. They still use the club, and
1: oh, 100%. And half
0: the time, it's to lock up their car. The other half of the time is to come out of their car during an episode of road rage and threaten another driver.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I would say at a drive-in most of the license plates are fake.
0: Mhm. Yeah, those cars have seen several they've out. seen several different license plates. The screws on the yes. on the license plate are not as tight as they would be on a normal car.
1: No, of course not. And we're not saying any of this is bad. It's all this good. Is it's all positive. But the movies of the future are going to have to match the scuzziness Uh, and sex and violence of the people who are pulling up in a car and watching them. Well,
0: do you know, I mean, do you feel at all pent up right now? And I mean in the sense of just filled with an over, I guess, an overabundance of rage. Okay. Not as much as I'm sure you are. Yeah, I'm ready to pop off. And I think that's Mm -hmm. how the country feels. I think that's how most of the country feels. So when we're able to bust loose i think there's going to be a scuzz a a scuzz revolution because we're going to want to get out there and be as scuzzy as possible because we've not Mm -hmm. been able to have any any scuzz time
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: we're we're not able to go out and spread germs we're not able to go out and do the things that we like to do to get roll around the muck if you roll around in the sludge and the muck now
1: you're asking for an early grave yeah yeah, and you're shunned, which is 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 not something most people want to be. They they they, they want to be celebrated for their scuds, not shunned for.
0: Yeah, and so I think that the the next kind of wave of films, because they're going to be drive in based, are going to be those scuds drive in films, and the hunt mm-hmm. could be a bad movie, but a precursor to a bunch of great movies like. I could imagine Quentin Tarantino's 10th movie being an exclusively drive-in movie.
1: I could see that. Yeah. Well, now if we look at the next one on this list, I think if you look at actually the rest of the top five, it kind of proves this theory correct. Yeah, so we've got number three
0: is Bloodshot, which earned Mm -hmm. 39.8K, down 23%, not a bad hold. From 52k last weekend, and so that was at 79 theaters.
1: So it was at 79 theaters last weekend. This weekend it's at 16 theaters.
0: Yes, and 13 of those are drive-ins.
1: Yeah. So we'll. It's amazing that three of them are indoor theaters. There are still indoor theaters that are open. Well, that's that is amazing. That's who we really should hear from.
0: Yeah. So that was that's, but you know what, Bloodshot—that's a movie that we paid to purchase on iTunes for 19.99. We'll get to that. That's going to be our review for the week. We're going to tell you whether you should should skip it or it's a mandatory purchase. But Bloodshot still, or whether you
1: should drive to it.
0: Yeah, would you? Well, I guess we don't want to spoil it. We, I don't want to. We don't want to spoil our review. Whether you'll drive to it. I guess that's an an added rating system. Mm -hmm. So that's Mm -hmm. added to the rating system, in other words. So it's either uh, a mandatory skip, a mandatory rent or buy, or or I think the creme de la creme has got to be drive to it.
1: Yeah, a mandatory drive.
0: Mandatory drive. So we're asking some people to break the law.
1: Oh yeah, th- this is this is fully enforceable now. Okay, so now by local government. Local governments. So, number 4, this is
0: really curious, but this is this shows the power of this movie. Sonic the mm-hmm. Hedgehog. 38. Back of the top 5. This is amazing. 38.3k at 18 locations, 16 of them are drive-ins. And wow, that shows the continuing strength of Sonic because Sonic is also available on VOD. And Sonic
1: came out in early February.
0: Yeah, Sonic was I think the probably the last blockbuster of this of this year so far.
1: Mm-hmm. Because it, yeah, Sonic is 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 uh, a movie that was seemed like it was falling out of the top ten. Seemed like its run was over, and then it's back in the top five.
0: Yeah, that's big. I mean, it shows the strength of that IP, and it shows why Bob Iger shit the bed.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, if Disney had purchased Sonic, like we all know Disney should have, they would have two of the top four movies in theatrical release right now.
0: But What's he doing? What's, what's, you know, what, what was he doing? What was he thinking?
1: I'll go to my, I'll go to my grave, never knowing. No, no. Yeah. What were you smoking, Bob Iger? So I lost my, I
0: lost my place.
1: Well, number, I have our number five movie in the theater. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Which was
0: Invisible Man. Gross thirty seven point nine K at twelve theaters, ten of those are drive-ins. Now, this is shocking because this is a movie mm-hmm. that is riding high on the VOD charts and had a bit of a a, a a good run in theaters too. And people still want to see it the way it's intended.
1: Well, here's what I'm thinking about this movie in particular, and maybe Sonic as well people are still single and single people still have to go on dates maybe they shouldn't maybe doctors advise them not to but they are going to and invisible man is a date movie
0: yeah it, it, sonic is not a date movie invisible man is a date movie
1: a sonic could be a date movie for the right for the right person
0: not no that's not for the right person well, i mean those aren't the i i mean i That might be our audience, but I doubt it. I think you're right. Okay,
1: but Invisible Man is a date movie. Yeah,
0: I think you're right with Invisible Man that that is a date movie. This also, and I'm going to throw this out there. This could be a nostalgia play. Both of these movies are Mm -hmm. pre-pandemic, pre-COVID-19 movies. And I think there's a... A, uh, there's a general nostalgia for those few months before this happened, and I think that yeah, Sonic is now a nostalgia movie.
1: Yes, yes, it's not nostalgia for the '90s. It's a nostalgia for early February.
0: Absolutely. I mean, aren't you nostalgic for that when we went and saw that movie yes. together?
1: Yes, of course. And then when we went and saw Invisible Man together. That's right. Which was the last big outing we all had. Mm-hmm. That's
0: true. I mean, that's, that's nostalgic. So I think that's what we're looking yeah. at here.
1: It's interesting to think, though, of people who are nostalgic for a time when they could have went out to the movie theaters. And their nostalgia leads them to just doing that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I haven't you ever gone back to your high school and just showed up at a dance in your Letterman jacket?
1: I mean, I have. So I see your point. Yeah. It's like that. Going to see Sonic is going to your high school and, you know, uh, putting your head in the punch bowl, being asked, who are you? How old are you?
0: I was, I was planning a trip before all this went down.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good point.
0: So I think that's that's them just acting out. That's just a normal mm-hmm. way to act out. So, so we have a top five, thank God.
1: So do we think, because we're still getting these top fives, and I'm going to guess next week there will be less theaters, do we think something crazy like Sonic ending up as the number one movie in America is still on the table?
0: I don't think anything is impossible.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Because like you said, Onward made $71,000 this weekend. Everything else is bunched around pretty much the same number, around $38,000, $39,000. So if Onward goes to streaming and falls off the cliff, anything is possible.
0: The hunt could be number one, which would be Mm -hmm. unprecedented. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, the thing with the hunt, and also, we don't have to go too much into this, but there could be an element of the hunt showings at drive-ins being a place where bug hunters congregate.
1: Okay. And I think- I know what you mean.
0: Right? So that could be a thing where it's like, on the internet, let's go see the hunt, wink, wink, whatever. They know what it means. They end up mm-hmm. not even really watching this movie and you know, they're transmitting.
1: Right, right. So they don't even care what they're watching. It's just that the title of the movie is such perfect code for what they want to do, which is to pass on a pandemic to one another. Yes.
0: So they're bug hunters that are going to see the hunt and there we go. That could be that could be the reason for the surge. I actually, now that I'm looking at this, I can't see any, any other explanation.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, because there's no nostalgia with the hunt. The hunt came out when we were all fully aware of coronavirus. And bloodshot. So it's not a nostalgia play. It's pretty much you're right. It's pretty much just a bug chaser play. Yeah,
0: and bloodshot is a movie with a with a legitimate movie star, and that's why that's still yes. doing well.
1: Yes. Yes
0: and it's car based. So I mean like you know when you when you get in your car you already are pretending to be Vin Diesel anyway. Mhm. So why not go to where he's at? Bloodshot at the drive-in.
1: And you know Sonic having uh thinking back to what happens in that movie. Sonic does have a fairly decent it has a great car chase sequence. So even though Sonic is known for being fast, there is some great uh, material for the the car enthusiasts in there. Yeah. And a great all-time Jim Carrey performance. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of reasons why Sonic's back in the top five. So there, there's the
0: top five. Now, Pat, I think before we get into the big moves, do you want to mm-hmm. take us through a little bit of VOD
1: action? Let's look at VOD. So we have now agreed that we are going to look at the top movies list on iTunes, which I am guessing is some kind of algorithm that combines both sales and rentals into one list, and just use that as our VOD List going forward, yeah,
0: because it's going to give us a, at least an idea as to the popularity of these movies. Now, a few yeah. additions to VOD that I don't think we covered: Call of the Wild came out for a fourteen, mm-hmm. $14. ninety nine purchase, so that's that's something. The Will Ferrell, JLD, Julie Louis Dreyfus, bomb, mega bomb disaster cataclysm mm-hmm. downhill came out to buy for 9.99 so that's that's showing you the strength of that movie and i say strength sarcastically you mean weakness uh, the weakness of that movie is that they're like please just 10 bucks 10 bucks anybody that's
1: rental price that's
0: that that's just a little bit over rental price for mm-hmm. a pretty much brand new movie. And the thing with Downhill is that they are a rare movie that I think wishes that it had come out right before the pandemic yep. so that it would have cover. Yeah. Because this movie bombed. Period.
1: Yeah, and this might be one of those movies that tries to fudge with history. It's, you know, I could see Will Ferrell being on talk shows in a year talking about how, oh, man, remember when Downhill opened the weekend of the pandemic?
0: Oh, uh, he'll throw it. He'll be like, bad timing. And then Jimmy Fallon will laugh. And then hopefully right. some bold hero in the audience will say, no, 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 no. Stop the show. Hold on. That movie opened. Weeks before the pandemic, no one forget, no one forget. Yes. And then that will be a hashtag. His whole thing. The oh, whole, that'll be The a- whole thing mm-hmm. he said.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, hashtags are going to be way longer in the future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a prediction that we've been making for years.
1: No, this is a movie, Downhill is a movie that this past weekend... My wife and I were considering movies to either stream, rent, you know, every option is on the table at this point to uh, avoid just sitting there in silence. Yeah. And we saw downhill on the menu for only $10, and we both looked at each other and said, ah, I heard it's really not good. Wow. And... That's a situation where if that movie had never come out in theaters and was dumped straight onto VOD, we would have gotten it. Mm-hmm. But this stink of its box office failure ruined it for us.
0: Yeah. I could see that. I mean, I, I was thinking of it, too, and I didn't pull the trigger. Yeah. Now, another movie that dropped recently, I Still Believe... That is the religious movie about the, I think his name was, whatever, it doesn't matter at this point, but some religious singer, his life story, did fairly well at the box office, of course got its knees knees cut out from under him like every other movie. But this is an, a, another 1999 rental, which I, I mm-hmm. thought they were moving kind of away from because that first wave did it and then the next wave of movies were like... No, just buy this. So, mm-hmm. but I think it's a movie that will have people renting it for that price because they've got a very specific demo who will want that sort of entertainment. It's a religious movie.
1: Hmm. Um. Yeah, that one is up there. What are some other notable ones? I mean, The Way Back with Ben Affleck is. Just sort of hanging around. It's a number 17. I think that is kind of a movie no one cares about. Um, Invisible Man, number 14. It's it's just... What a, what a big hit this was. Can't say enough about what a success Invisible Man was. Mm-hmm. We'll still see if that translates to any sort of stardom for Elizabeth Moss. I mean... I think at this point, shes it's a big hit, and she's probably a shoe in for an Oscar nomination.
0: Yeah, let's not get crazy.
1: I mean, listen, Invisible Man might be one of the only movies released in theaters this, this year. This is
0: sounding like Bill Hader and It Part 2. No. That's what this is sounding it's like Bill- to
1: me. This is... This is not a Bill Hader fake Oscar buzz situation. This is real buzz. And they're they're changing the eligibility for the
0: Oscars and for the Globes and all that. So we're it's going to be a whole new bowl game.
1: I didn't hear that. What is what is the rule? Well, thing? they
0: haven't done anything officially yet, but they're gonna they're talking about allowing movies to be eligible even if they haven't had the requisite amount of time in theaters.
1: Oh, wow. I mean, I know we're a box office podcast, not an Oscar podcast, but that is a can of worms that even the hungriest man would not want to eat.
0: I think it's extenuating. We'll see how it falls. We'll see how. I think talking about the Oscars right now, because we're talking about BO anyway, talking about the Oscars right right now is... Too early. It's presumptive. We we can't Okay. We we might if we're if we're on the other side of this, it's not gonna matter because all the Oscar movies are gonna come out towards the end of the year anyway.
1: Okay. All I'm saying is if you start making streamers with no theatric release eligible, then you're nominating you know you're nominating HBO movies.
0: It's for one year for the and they would it would probably be movies that were set for theatrical release. So w- sure, we'll see. Now, put
1: Joe Exotic in Best Actor. Why not?
0: You know, enough with the Joe Exotic.
1: I, I agree, but according to your rules, he's eligible for an Oscar. So
0: <laughs> I don't think I don't think that that's what I'm saying, or or any of the academies are saying. Well, can I point you to a certain movie that I think is the big winner? of the pandemic next to contagion, which has become a generational movie at this point, a Soderberg movie. He has so many, so of course it's it's bound there was it's bound to be some sort of movie that Soderberg did about whatever is happening on the planet at any time. Because mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. guy's made a thousand movies, all on his iPhone five. Right. Now Bombshell Bombshells number six.
1: Yeah, people, people are loving where it is, which is on their television.
0: Now it is a three ninety nine rental, so it's a cheap rental. I think that is moving the meter a little bit. But if if it wasn't resonating, it wouldn't be that
1: high in the chart. And you know what I'm looking at on the chart right now. Bombshell's a number six. Number five is Birds of Prey. Now, we all know that was a bomb. We all know Bombshell was a bomb in the theaters. But as, as eyes move only to iTunes charts, what do you see? You see a lot of Margot Robbie. Yeah. I mean, this is good for her. This is a bounce back.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean... Again, that's well. No, see, Birds of Prey was a surprise failure. I, I would, I would question anybody who could say that they thought that movie was going to underperform to the level that it did.
1: Mm-hmm. No, but what I, what I'm saying here is, for her, you look at the the top chart that exists right now, which is the iTunes chart. She's in two of the top 10 spots. Yeah. So it's good for her star power. Yeah, that's true. What, what I was
0: going to say, I think when I lost my train of thought was that birds of prey was one of those movies that was upset that it didn't open later, but I don't think that's the case. Cause I, 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 I think that they thought they were going to have a runaway smash. So there was no reason to hope for a pandemic.
1: No, no. I don't think Birds of Prey hoped for a pandemic. I think
0: Onward definitely got its prayer answered.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pandemic definitely saved Onward from what it was always destined to be, which was Pixar's biggest failure.
0: But you know what? It's not going to save it from. Now, Pat, do you have Disney Plus?
1: I do not have Disney Plus yet, no. Oh,
0: okay. Well, I have Disney Plus, And just rent, do it for a month. It's like six ninety nine or something. Okay. And we should review onward.
1: Okay. I, I all right. I I could do that.
0: You got to know somebody who has a Disney password that you can borrow it from.
1: I mean, I I could just get it. It's 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 not that.
0: I mean, there's there's so many even Stevens to watch on Disney Plus.
1: Is that where we're at now? We're reviewing even Steven's episodes on a box office podcast. No,
0: I'm saying that's why you should buy Disney Plus because it's okay. got. Well, it's got all the Simpsons too.
1: Okay. I don't know why I'm
0: shilling. I sound like Deadline. I'm shilling for Disney.
1: Yeah, yeah. What do you, Bob? Bob Iger's long lost son, huh?
0: Now, see, I gave it to Iger. I gave it to Iger. I you you, you know you I did. gave him the business. I gave him the business. Me and Bob, we go back you and did. forth. We go back and forth.
1: You no. Know. That was a low. That was a low blow at you, calling you Bob Iger the long lost son. I take that back. Yeah, that w- you obviously aren't. I'm not. So,
0: what what are we taking from the from this from this chart, Pat?
1: I from this chart. I mean, the thing that we've avoided talking about on this iTunes uh, rankings is what the number one movie of the weekend was. And d- should we say it? Do we say its name?
0: Yeah, I mean this this I I hate
1: these numbers because I mean These are the numbers we have. Is this ranking? Yeah. Go for it. Say it. Number one number one on the iTunes movie chart is nineteen seventeen.
0: You mean COVID nineteen seventeen?
1: You know what? That is a great, great way of setting people straight again on this movie. Yeah. So COVID nineteen seventeen, number one. Why do you think that's happening? What's going on?
0: Here? I, I think if you I think there's a lot of symptoms of COVID that are not being talked about in the media. Mm-hmm. And one, I think, is short-term memory loss, mm-hmm. and the, people are forgetting, again, we, dr- we drill this into people's head before the Oscars, that this is 1917 is not a World War II movie. And I feel like there's some sort of memory loss situation happening that is still driving people to watch this movie thinking it's World War II. And I, I right. don't think it's their fault anymore. I think it could be a byproduct of this thing that we don't know enough about.
1: Right. There aren't enough tests, there aren't enough, you know, uh, uh, brain dissections. To figure out what it's really doing. And there might. People are afraid to operate on live brains. There
0: might not, there might never be enough brain dissections for us to figure this out.
1: Right. I think that the subject of World War II is one of the most comforting uh, subjects that we have, especially to dads and granddads. Well, it's, they love World War II. It's because it we is. won.
0: It's the one definitive time that you can look at American
1: history and say that we won. Yep. Yep. So dads love it. And right now, dads and moms, okay, and granddads and grandmoms, okay, Yeah, they're the ones who are most quarantined. Like, they cannot leave. So they're stuck in the house. They know that if they walk outside, they could catch something that's going to kill them immediately. And so to to quell that fear, they go on their iTunes and they look for World War II. And that's what they think they found with 1917.
0: Well, Sam Mendes made sure that in the iTunes store, that if you go to World War II movies, you click on it, what's the first one that comes up? 1917.
1: Co- COVID-19. covid nineteen
0: seventeen. Yeah. That's the first one that comes up. I mean, you know, these guys are all friends with each other. They do favors for each other. It's 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 a small thing because not a lot of people would notice.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We notice, but... Yeah, we notice,
0: but we notice everything.
1: Yeah, and I think there is something to... People are Googling COVID-19 and... I'm sure 1917 comes up somewhere on that list. Maybe not first, maybe not second, but it it ends up up there. Let me ask you a question. If I were to give you my phone number right now,
0: and I will will say this for every listener out there, I could give my phone number and nobody would be able to call me because they would stop listening after two numbers. Mm -hmm. As soon as I gave you the first two numbers of my phone number, you would totally blank out, start thinking about something else. Be like, I, I got it, I got the gist. That's what people are doing here. They're googling COVID nineteen. This movie comes up. They don't see the seventeen. Nope. They're already they, they're 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 seeing nineteen. Oh, nineteen something. I'm a, yeah. I'm gonna just click it. Whatever. They're watching it. They're like, man, I love World War II movies.
1: Yep. And neither the and they're trapped. And
0: neither the characters come out and say. Wow, this is World War One. They don't say, "Wow, if only we would have been a little bit younger, we'd be able to fight in a great war," which is World War Two. Mm-hmm. There's none, none mm-hmm. of that. And I, I'm not for spoon feeding an audience, but I'm not for deceiving an audience either.
1: No, you don't spoon feed them, but you also don't starve them of information. It's a delicate balance. They
0: shouldn't be hungry and they shouldn't be starved. They should feel the right amount of fool.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, 1917, they, they did it again. They found a new platform to deceive. And I guess we've got to get back on the case. COVID-1917 is not World War II. And
0: if we're eradicating, while we're eradicating things, let's, let's also eradicate COVID-1917.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm It. yeah let's get on that vaccine COVID-19 17 needs to go and
0: also they forgot it won like two Oscars below the line whatever
1: oh well number one for this week we'll see what it does I mean I think the other things to just point out Jumanji next level number two giant hit across all platforms it is a just uh something to be celebrated for years and years is this the most bankable franchise going right now? well outside I mean, of fast and furious mm, you're right you know marvel but it's it's up there Jumanji has become one of the most successful franchises in the world I will say though domestically these jumanji
0: movies mm. make more than the fast movies make domestically. It's just that the Fast movies are juggernauts overseas. Right. And and Jumanji does, you know, it makes... Jumanji's great. It makes its beans overseas, too. But I think right. Jumanji domestically, domestically is, is stronger than the Fast and Furious movies.
1: Wow, that's a bold statement. Well,
0: look at the numbers. I mean, I can look at the numbers Man. if you want to talk.
1: I mean, we'll talk about it later. We're obviously a pro Vin Diesel podcast. Let's,
0: you know what, we can talk.
1: That's the type of state. That's the type of statement that makes Vin Diesel's blood curdle. That Jumanji is a stronger domestic property than the Fast and Furious movies.
0: Oh, because it's got its own uh, family. Well, it's, well,
1: and it's The Rock, his enemy.
0: Yeah, they need to. They need to squash that beef. There's more important things to worry about nowadays.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they'll be better. Ba- Team up and end COVID-19.
0: Absolutely. Now let's, let's get to this. The big news, and I can't believe it's taken us like 40 minutes to get to this. There were some big moves that dropped just about an hour ago. And Sony moved all of their July movies and a June movie to 2001 i mean sorry 2021 geez wow they got a time machine so these are big moves the first one greyhound the tom hanks movie june 12th 2020 move to tbd
1: now that's disappointing because we talked a couple of weeks ago about the dream scenario of tom hanks of course uh uh, being uh, recovering from his coronavirus, and then uh, triumphantly returning to theaters on June twelfth with a movie he directed and stars in. Mm-hmm. So that would have been the dream scenario. Wr-
0: I believe he wrote that movie as well.
1: Yeah, it, it would have been great, but uh, you know we can't we can't get everything we want. He
0: can still get some juice when this movie comes out that he did have coronavirus.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: We're still always going to feel something about that. Uh, And so I think he will be able to use that for the next three to four years. Definitely. Yeah. Now, here's the biggies. Ghostbusters Afterlife, moving from July 10th, 2020, to March 19th. Oh, I'm sorry. March 5th. It's moving to March 5th, 2021.
1: Wow. Completely out of the summer, completely out of the year. Wow. That is huge on so many levels. I mean, the first level to me is this is a July 10th movie. So this is starting to feel like the movie business knows July is not going to be viable yet. I I think they're just being
0: safe. I mean, Tenet, Tenet is still holding firm as... They said they're still holding for firm at July 17th. I think Tenet moves and there's no new July movies. Wow. So that. So is,
1: Ghostbusters moved. Those kids are going to be so old when this movie comes well,
0: out. Well, that I think is going to be bad for promotion because you could have a situation, a new mutant situation, where these kids are are unrecognizable when they Mm -hmm. go out and try to hawk this movie and people will think that that's a fraud that's a clone it's going to be a paul mccartney a paul is dead situation all over
1: again with finn wolfhard yeah
0: they're gonna be like that can't be him that can't be him he got in a car accident his head came off they got a guy who looked just like finn wolfhard he's on the new Season of Stranger Things. He's promoting Ghostbusters. I mean, there's some juice in that, of course, but nobody wants to think that they're going to see a movie that a fake person is telling them to see and claiming that they're a person that they're not. Right. See, even me saying it, it's too confusing for people to follow.
1: They're not gonna. It's so, it, it's so confusing, and that is not what you want out of your promotional campaigns. Is whatever you just said.
0: And here's the thing: that was on your bombs list, so we're gonna have to put a pin in that for next year's bomb list.
1: I mean, I think it should still count because the movie made zero dollars in the year that I predicted it would bomb. And uh, no. You got to be firm. We got to be
0: firm with the bomb list rules.
1: So this is a movie that's moving from summer to March. Yeah. You know, that is, that's a big step down. I know blockbusters can be around at this point, but still that feels like it's, it's going to be a much lower priority next year than it would have been as a July release.
0: Well, but hold on, check this shit out. Morbius, the Sony... Jared Leto, Spider-Man spinoff. He's a Spider-Man villain. And Mm -hmm. this is going to be probably tied to Venom because Sony also did Venom. But we do see in the trailer a character from one of the Marvel Spider-Man movies in it. So it could all be connected. With all that Mm -hmm. being said, was supposed to open July 31st, 2020, has now moved to March 19th, 2021, Right next to Ghostbusters.
1: Yeah, although they were still opening three weeks apart this year.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that so means it's, March it's... is going to be a big month, at least for those. I mean, those are going to, I mean, we think Ghostbusters Afterlife is going to bomb. Morbius, I, I was on the fence about bombing. It's probably not going to do Venom numbers by any means, but I, I do think those are both pretty big movies to be putting out in March.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean Ghostbusters I think more than ever is just destined to to be a bomb now and and again like that Finn Wolfhart is going to be so old when this comes out. he's going to be so removed from being a heartthrob like March 2021 this guy could be totally bald well we t- <laughs> we talked about he could be it's very possible yeah uh, i was
0: I was actually just giggling at the visual. Of him just of him
1: being bald, yeah, with
0: just like like with a cue ball head. I I was laughing at that. I thought that was a funny imagery. So we talked about all the way back in our episode when he was in the movie The Turning that Mm -hmm. Finn Wolfhard could get to the point where his movies start doing so bad that he gets spaceyed he gets replaced by somebody else, and not in the scenario where there was a car wreck, in the scenario that they just reshoot his scenes with another, hotter, more popular young actor.
1: So, like... I could see that very much being in play now since the movie is being moved back almost a year. Here's
0: what you do. Mm -hmm. Jacob Tremblay is a star. And we know this because... He had a clay movie room, which got a lot of Oscar buzz and some Oscars. Then mm. he has Wonder. This is a smash hit, and we were dubious about his bona fides as a movie star. And I talked a lot of shit about Good Boys that it was not going to do well, and then it did great with a lot of pervs. I mean, there was a lot of perv business. We we talked about it, right. but
1: but perv dollars count so.
0: Tremblay is gonna be bankable for the next year plus, because he just has he hasn't had any real disasters to his name, like Finn has. So what you do is you take Tremblay, who's gonna be the same age or look more akin to what Finn Wolfhard should look like in this movie. You put him in that movie, and then he goes around and promotes this movie. You hide the awkward teenagers, and you have Tremblay as the guy coming out and being like, this is my mature movie. I'm now in eighth grade, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I think that's big, and I think that could happen.
1: I think that is totally the move to make. It'll cost him a lot of dough, because Tremblay don't come cheap no more. Mm And you're gonna have to reshoot scenes. You're gonna have to pay off Finn Wolfhard's parents and not make a stink about this. So it'll it'll cost money, but I think that is the only way Ghostbusters Afterlife is a hit next March is Jacob Tremblay has to be in this movie.
0: And I think, and that, and then you have Tremblay and you have Rudd out uh, promoting it because everybody loves Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is ageless, so a year is not yes. going to matter for Paul Rudd. He'll probably look better somehow. Uh,
1: yes. No. yeah there's no there is no um looming threat of Paul Rudd being completely bald in March 2021 no but if Finn wolfhard being ice cube bald is a real possibility is ice cube bald yeah ice cube like smooth like an ice cube
0: I feel like he has some sort of some level of hair on his head I might be wrong. I might be thinking of somebody else. I might be thinking of my friend.
1: No, no. Like an ice cube. Oh, not the rapper actor. I'm talking about a straight up frozen water. That smooth.
0: Oh, I've, I'm sorry because I, I guess, is that a, is that, is that a New York? Like, is that like a colloquialism? It's street
1: lingo? It's it's street lingo. Okay.
0: Yeah. I, Cause I, I've never heard that. I've never heard that before, but that's great. I'm going to add that to my repertoire. So a few other moves: Peter Rabbit Two Runaway, really living mm-hmm. up to its name. So originally it was supposed to come out April third, twenty twenty, got moved to August sec- uh i I'm sorry, August seventh, twenty twenty. Now coming out January fifteenth, twenty twenty one.
1: That's very curious.
0: This feels like a Munyan situation where it 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 ain't ready.
1: It not ready. It ain't ready. And the animators aren't able to work from home. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that is a situation
0: where there's something else going on and they're using COVID as a cover.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. Right.
0: And then we, we have Kevin Hart's, Movie Fatherhood, which which I didn't really know much about, but it has a history of moving around the calendar, was supposed to come out April 3rd, 2020 at some point, and this is pre-COVID, moved to October 23rd, 2020, then was moved to January 8th, 2021, and now it's coming out the same weekend as Peter Rabbit 2, January 15th, 2021.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting one. That almost feels like that's a movie that its moves have nothing to do with the pandemic. And it is simply just people fighting in the editing room. Or something else is going on there.
0: Yeah, movies sometimes just move and they don't have... It's not because of pandemic at all, even though a pandemic is going on. Right, right. And then one last one, which is curious. A... To be determined, Marvel movie got moved from March 5th, 2021 to October 8th, 2021.
1: So can I make a prediction here?
0: Yeah, and I think it's probably the same thing I was thinking.
1: I mean, I think we've said this before, but it feels like the smart money with Marvel's chess pieces is that Black Widow will move into the... Is it November slot that the Immortals currently has, it's the, or is it the Eternals? It's the
0: Eternals. What's the name of it's that? It's the Eternals, and yeah, that that's when November.
1: And the Eternals probably then moves into this March twenty twenty one slot.
0: Yeah, so I think also you would the Eternals would have to open up near Bond, and I don't think they want to do that cuz I think Bond will eat its lunch. And I think if you put Black Widow against Bond, it will do what Black Widow was going to do. Right. And it's less of a unknown quantity to put up against a very known quantity which is Bond.
1: Right. Though though if these if these moves are what we think they're going to be and the Eternals moves to March 5th, 2021, that means it's opening up against Ghostbusters afterlife,
0: oh, I mean, who cares <laughs> i mean i i I think afterlife is gonna tank. I mean, I think we're just right, in that right. i I think this movie is being looked at as a bigger movie than it actually is,
1: right, right, unless they get tremblay, that movie's a, a total joke,
0: oh yeah, you gotta get tremblay that's that's the savior yeah. of the Ghostbusters franchise is Jacob tremblay,
1: so yeah. These are some interesting moves. Um, The Morbius move is another one that really makes you think that movies ain't coming back for for a while. Because, again, they moved a movie that was scheduled to open on July 31st, which is still a long time away.
0: But I think that it is not necessarily a... It wouldn't necessarily be maybe a safety issue, but... Just a level of people taking time to get back into the groove of going. Right. So even if if somebody says somebody says to us, you can go out, you can be within six feet of each other. Uh, June twenty sixth, July thirty first. Am mm. I going to the movies? I don't. Maybe. I mean, we will, but I don't know if, if I'm a normal person who doesn't who only sees movies
1: in the summer, uh, maybe not. Right. And, and I guess the other thing to think of, too, is a movie that opens up just a few weeks after theaters are open is also a movie that no one has really seen the trailer for.
0: Because they haven't been at movie theaters
1: to watch the trailers. Right. Right. So that's probably something to think of is like, you don't want to be putting out your big movie just a couple of weeks later because there's really so much less time to promote it.
0: Although I will say there is a lot more people watching network TV now because of the pandemic and news. So they might be getting those trailers or these truncated versions on regular TV, which is something they normally wouldn't sit and actually watch. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be the same impact as going to a theater, seeing this trailer and saying, I'm going to come right back here in so-and-so number of weeks to see this. Mm-hmm. That's true. So um, we, before we go, we have to talk about, Bloodshot, because that's the movie that we said we were going to review, and me and Pat watched it, of course, at our separate bunkers, and we talked during it via text. And I would say, I don't want to go out on a limb here, but I would say this is a drive-to.
1: Yes. This is a great film that needs to be seen. We saw it on our TV screens. I wish we had access to cars to see it on a bigger screen.
0: Mm -hmm. But yeah, I would say this is our first ever Mm drive-to because you get to see a big star. You get to see him emote. You get to see him kick ass. You get to see all the myriad of emotions that you've come to know and love from Vin Diesel, and this is a star part.
1: He flips a car around, which is great. He's in a car. He's on a motorcycle. It's a. It's such a ve- a great vehicle movie for vehicle heads.
0: Yeah, I, I. I. There's. There's so much to love about this movie. It was pretty short, too, mm-hmm. which is all movies should be shorter.
1: Right. So I think this is a movie that. And, and that's that's great for drive-ins because you're breathing in those fumes. You don't want to be out there breathing that air for more than 90 minutes, 95 minutes.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a reason why a movie like The Irishman was prohibited from being shown at drive-ins is because of the amount of carbon monoxide that you would inhale during a viewing would kill you.
1: Yep, but bloodshot is you'll inhale the perfect amount. It'll get you high. It'll make you feel good, but it won't make your brain explode.
0: Mm -hmm. So uh, bloodshot, I think that's our highest recommendation that we've had so far.
1: Yeah. No, this is a a great movie. Vin Diesel, he did it again, and he has a hit on his hands. He's still in the top five in the box office, top 10 on streaming. It's an all-around mega hit. So right now, if we're
0: talking movie stars during this pandemic time, we're saying Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Moss is up there for you, and I would say the demand for that movie, Invisible Man, shows there's something there. Now, I don't know if that can be contributed Mm to her.
1: There's a sickness.
0: Yeah. Next one, Margot Robbie, because she's got two VOD titles that are doing very, very well. Mm -hmm. And then I would have to say Vin Diesel.
1: Yes, uh, for sure.
0: Right now, these are the stars that are showing up. And Sonic.
1: Sonic is a
0: star. Sonic is a star as well, yes.
1: Moved back into the top five in theaters. That's that's a star turn. That's a powerful move. I cannot deny that that's mm-hmm. a powerful move. So
0: mm-hmm. that's, I mean, Pat, I think we did it. Oh, we did it. So, so how can these psychos who went to a drive-in or an enclosed theater, one of the two open in America or North America, where can they correspond
1: with us? They can tell us your story. Tell us your story if you've been to a movie theater in the last week. Email us at the theboboyspodcast at gmail.com.
0: Great. And this is the time where I would normally ask for money. I would ask for Patreon subscribers. But as we've said in the past couple episodes, there is greater needs So we are going to put the kibosh on the Patreon for a couple months until everybody has recovered. And what we do is keep people informed. And usually, I believe information should not be free. You should have to pay for information. But in times like these, we sometimes have to put aside greed. And it's not even greed. It's just getting paid what we deserve. But taking numerations for things when the benefit outweighs the gain. In other words, we are doing a service and we're doing a service for free now because we're, people are in dire need. Once people aren't in dire need as much, you know, it wouldn't kill you to go to Patreon, be O'Boy's Patreon. And give us a little bit
1: of money, right? And and give us more. than, I would say, I would say, sort of like make up for what wasn't given now. I because we're not we're not saying give it to us now. Definitely give to other things now. But down the road, when you do give, don't forget now.
0: Well, yeah, because this is so. I said kibosh when I really meant freeze. This is a freeze and mm-hmm. and we all know that in freeze tag if you f- are frozen at some point you will move again being frozen doesn't mean that you will never move ever again so these things will add up in other words you know we're not giving a pardon we're just we're just letting you off the hook for a couple months in other words, right, yeah. right.
1: See, it's like a a weekend release, but for but you got to come back. But for
0: a couple months,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: But anyway, if you want to just scope it out, see what our tiers are. I mean, we still have the Ryan Johnson suck at Star Wars ad. I don't know if that's appropriate at the moment. We'll see. Depending on how many people join that tier, although again, we're freezing the Patreon,
1: so it's mute. But that... Well, I- I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It is definitely still appropriate because Star Wars is all the way down at number 11 on the iTunes charts. And what's sitting up there several spots higher at number 8? Knives, Knives Out. out. It's a smash hit. It's a smash hit. Yeah. So Rise of Skywalker continues to bomb on all platforms and Knives Out continues to kick its ass.
0: And even Ryan Johnson, he released the scripts to all of his movies except for the star ones the one with star people he wrote in, his, in a tweet uh, throwing some massive shade at star wars and he should mm-hmm. and he should because suck it is what he's thinking
1: 100 yes, we know what he's thinking yeah. we
0: know what you're thinking ryan you don't have to say yeah. it we know what you're thinking so that's that but all right I'll, pat so there's only one thing left to say
1: All right, and we're going to nail it in time. Here we go. Until next time. Until next time. We'll
0: smell you.
1: Smell you.
0: At the box office. At the
1: box office. Nailed it. Nailed it.